Hey, welcome to today's episode. So, in today's episode, what I feel inspired to speak about is change, transformation, and how there is no parent that needs to be fixed or is broken or who is so far gone in certain habits and patterns that they can be considered a failure. I want to discuss how being broken, needing to be fixed, being a failure are all concepts, um, typically concepts that we even think about or say about others when we are feeling very low energy, right? We don't say these things about ourselves or to others when we are feeling joy, optimism, peace, happiness. Those concepts are so far removed when we are in those elevated states of consciousness. So it's easy to argue that some of the things in our past have broken us, have shattered us. It's easy to argue that we do need to be fixed. We do need to do better. We do need help. Something is wrong with us how we are right now. And the evidence of that is the way that we react to our children and others. And logically, that makes sense, which is why there are thousands, if not millions of books out there that support that. But what I'm speaking about here has nothing to do with logic and has everything to do with recognizing that who and what we are came before any of these concepts or labels in the first place which is why any of these concepts and labels and things such as you're broken, you need to be fixed, you're a bad parent, you need to get better, you need help, you need to do better. This is why all of these concepts are obsolete as far as this conversation is concerned, as far as how I experience life is concerned. So you could say this is my opinion. So it's like, well, if I don't need to be fixed, if I don't need help, if nothing's wrong with me, like you say, then what's going on? We're growing. We're learning. We're growing. We're learning from our experiences, which are our greatest teacher. We're learning every moment that we react in a way that feels shitty after. We're learning The question isn't so much what's wrong with me or what am I doing wrong or what do I need to do differently? If there's a question at all, could it not be am I paying attention to the data from my experiences? So if my child does something that triggers me, and I scream, yell, or hit her, and then I feel shitty afterwards, 
The experience was my teacher. What have I learned? Am I paying attention to the data? So the data being, I hit her and I feel shitty about it. I feel shitty. That's some really important data that I can use to my benefit. Therefore, to the benefit of my child. Because feeling shitty about hitting her shows me that there is a code within me, an innate code within me that is basically saying, hey, you don't like doing that. Not because I shouldn't do it, not because I should do it, but just simply there's a code within me apparently that is so loving and kind that it would even dare to let me know by way of feeling that little ping of guilt afterwards. Hey, that behavior that you just did there, it's not that you shouldn't do it. It just goes against your code. Because if it was in alignment with your code, you wouldn't feel shitty. And so it's, it's, so it's just taking that data and then smiling and being grateful for that data and for that learning experience and then moving forward. And we'll be given another opportunity to respond in a way that's more in alignment with our inner code. And the more that we do honor our code in this way, the more we are in alignment with our evolution, with the evolution of of us, of who and what we are. That's why I said, you know, you don't need to change. You're always already changing. You're always already evolving and growing. You know, the external aspect of you is always growing, changing, learning and operating in new and different ways based on previous experiences. That's always already what's happening. But it's like, there's something within us that's been there the whole time when we were two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 30, 40, 60, 80. There's something within us that has this code of conduct, code of ethics, code of something, just a code, a blueprint of sorts that's just within you and it's unique to you. And I feel as though one of the most beautiful ways that we get to really communicate with that inner code is through guilt and shame. And I feel like the more that we see guilt and shame as our friends, the easier it is for us to have a better understanding of the code within us, of our inner code, of the way in which we actually prefer to respond to our children and others, therefore having a greater capacity, a greater ability to respond and act in our lives, in our daily lives from that code. So I do feel like it is very, very powerful 
when we start to see shame and guilt as our best friends. So for a lot of us, the way our relationship with shame and guilt start is the moment we feel shame and guilt, all of the thoughts that are like on that realm of energy are what we're completely immersed in. I need to change. I need help. Something's wrong with me. I'm a bad parent. I'm shitty. I can't believe I just did that. That's proof that I'm a fucked up person. You know? Is it? Is it? Or is the shame and guilt communication from your inner code letting you know, hey, those behaviors... It's not about what you should or should not do. It's just you're at a point where that's not for you anymore. You're at a point where if you if you start to eliminate or no longer utilize those options of how to react and respond to life, you're going to start to experience much more harmonious experiences with your child and with others so it's not that you shouldn't hit your child it's not that you shouldn't scream at your child they're options they're options but this little ping of guilt and shame you're feeling is letting you know that it's not in alignment with your code So it's not that you need to change or be fixed or something's wrong with you. It's just, are we paying attention to the code within us? To the blueprint within us? The more that we pay attention to it, the more we start to become besties with shame and guilt. And when we become best friends with shame and guilt... When we start to feel a little guilt and we're like, oh shit, what's, 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 what's my code telling me? What's the guilt telling me? Oh, yep. I do feel guilty about that, which means that that's not something I really like to do. Okay. Thank you. Data retrieved. Now I get to have fun experiencing the next time the situation appears, what it will be like to not take part in that behavior. Right? So when we start to cultivate this beautiful relationship with guilt and shame, we start to lessen the amount of time that we are in those energies. And then we start to accelerate in our capacity to rise above those energies, which benefits everybody in our life, right? Because the longer we stay in those low energies, the more likely we are to continue to react from that, from that energy space, from that space. And, um, you know, oftentimes when we feel we need to change, we need help, we need to be fixed, we're broken, something's wrong with us. Oftentimes when we feel these things it's easy to not notice how magical those moments are and the opportunity they are for us to strengthen the muscle of forgiveness you know 
in my past, in the story of my life, in my past, there are so many things that I had done and said. And when I was feeling so much guilt and shame, I was more focused on whether or not I'd get an opportunity to be forgiven by others, right? It's so interesting how in a lot of the situations of my past that aren't really what we would perceive to be highlights of my life, it's so interesting to notice that I was always so focused on, will they forgive me? Or how can I ever forgive them? But I never really was focused at all on me forgiving myself. It was always, will they forgive me? Or how can I ever forgive them? But when we start to see these moments of when we feel low and we feel like something's wrong with us or we feel guilt or we feel shame or we feel we feel regret, these are beautiful opportunities for us to strengthen the muscle of self-forgiveness. And the more that we get accustomed to forgiving ourselves genuinely, genuinely looking at what we've done and genuinely really feeling into it and realizing the why we did it, where we learned the pattern, noticing that it's a habit that we've been doing for a long time and habits can take some time to break, but we are aware and we're trying and we're going to continue going with the intention to operate with love and peace and compassion when we really talk to ourselves in these ways and genuinely start to feel forgiveness towards ourselves, bit by bit, we start to notice that when our child does that thing that, that, that used to irritate us, we start to notice how easy it just falls off our backs like water. How, how The more we forgive ourselves when we're feeling the shame and the guilt, the more we practice that consciously, deliberately, intentionally, the easier it gets to look at our children, our friends, our partners, our parents and others and just forgive them for things that they do, for shit that they say, for just being human and doing things that humans do. When I look back on my life, I notice that In the times that I harbored the most bitterness and resentment and anger and rage, simultaneously, I was also just not practicing forgiving myself for anything, you know? And it wasn't really until I started to play with myself as being worthy of my own forgiveness that I started to open up in being able to easily forgive others. So these are just other gifts that I feel shame and guilt bring our way, other opportunities, opportunities for us to collect data, to be aware of the behaviors and reactions and responses that are obviously not in alignment with our inner code, or we wouldn't feel shitty about it in the first place. And then also opportunities to 
forgive ourselves and just to open ourselves up to the possibility of forgiving ourselves, right? It might not even feel genuine at first, but just to recognize I feel guilty, but if my child was 30 years old and felt guilty about doing the same thing towards my grandchild, I would definitely want my child to forgive themselves, you know? And just knowing that you're worthy of the loving and wise message you would give your child if they were in the same situation that you're in when you're feeling guilty. This is also how we cultivate our ability to elevate our energy levels quicker and with more ease. Not staying and stuck in that low energy for two days, five days, a month, two months, you know. The more we play with forgiving ourselves and gathering the data that's accumulated when we do things that lead to guilt and regret, the more that we forgive ourselves and and use that data in ways that are beneficial to ourselves and others, The more that we do this, the less we stay in that low energy. Therefore, the less we're responding to our life and others from that low energy. And the more we get to play in this world from energies of courage, adventure, peace, love, fun, joy, excitement. And I feel like really, really making it a priority to be aware of our energy levels and to become really close friends with guilt and shame and to gather the data that we receive in those moments of feeling guilt and shame. I feel like all of this is very foundational and paramount in successful living. And when I say successful living, I am not talking about money. I'm talking about just joyful living. Because there is no end game and there is no destination. So shit is always going to keep happening. Things are always going to keep happening in our lives that we may have in the past perceived as problems. But when we've cultivated a relationship, a bond with guilt and shame, and when we're starting to get more, become more aware of our inner code, and when we're becoming more aware of our energy levels, and when we're forgiving ourselves more and more and more, then it doesn't matter what situation life presents us. Then it doesn't matter if our children trigger us 24 times in a day because we have the tools and resources to elevate our energy, to not stay stuck in a low energy. And those tools and resources are with us 24 seven. 
because they are us. They are within us. I don't have to leave this chair or this room or this house to cultivate a relationship with shame and guilt and to be aware and analyze the data of my recent behavior that I'm feeling guilty about and to give myself an opportunity to forgive myself and to be aware of my energy that I'm feeling now and to follow my intuition as to how I can elevate my energy right now, to give myself permission to elevate my energy, to realize that I am worthy of being elevated energetically, even though I did whatever it was that I did five minutes ago that I felt guilty about. All of this is an inside job. These tools and resources, it's all an inside job. And I feel the parent-child dynamic gives us billions of opportunities a day to get really, really good at that inside job. And this is why I say we don't need to change. We don't need to be fixed. Nobody's broken. Nobody, nobody's failing. We're just growing and learning. And learning through our experiences. Are we paying attention to the data? Are we listening to our inner code? If the answer is no, no big deal. We can start anytime. It's actually those moments that you feel that you need to change, you need to be fixed. Those are the most magical moments ever because it's like, it just shows how deeply you are so freaking ready to listen to that inner code. Because there was, there was a time in my life when I didn't feel guilty about the way I spoke to people. So if later on in life I start to feel some type of guilt or remorse about how I speak to people or my attitude or the way that I'm talking to my child and others, where did that come from? Where did that guilt come from? That must mean that unbeknownst to me, un while I was unconscious and unaware, that over time I was slowly but surely becoming more and more aware of this inner code within me that I was completely oblivious to at some point in my life. But now the guilt and the shame and the suffering after certain behaviors and reactions to life shows me that, oh shit, I'm more aware of my inner code than I've ever been in my entire life. Which simultaneously means I have more of an ability now than I've ever had in my entire life to live a life of peace, joy, and harmony so long as I am committed to paying attention to that inner code, to the data 
that is retrieved in those moments that I feel low, that I feel guilt and that I feel shame. So it's not so much I need to be fixed or something's wrong with me. Or I'm a bad parent. It's recognizing that I have all that I need already within me 